What's up, my firebirds? I'm Lily. And I'm Rin, and you've just turned into a podcast called Blue Phoenix. A podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with phoenixes, or if they can be blue. Today's episode, we're going to be taking, um, I think it's three different, like, personality test things, just yes. for funsies, just because we've been meaning to do them, and we're like, why not do it for the podcast, you know? So, um, like every podcast, we start our podcast off with the word of the day. I said podcast twice. Um, and if you don't know, or if this is your first time, um, our word of the day is a word that you might have never heard of, or if you have heard of it, you might not know the real definition. Today's word of the day is curmudgeon, spelled C-U-R-M-U-D-G-E-O-N. And curmudgeon means used to denote someone who is grumpy or rather bad-tempered. Interesting. Today's word of the day is curmudgeon i love how sometimes i get like shook by the um words of the days and other times i'm just uh just like okay okay that makes sense i like that so yeah you know? that's uh that's uh, the one for today we got a curmudgeon okay so like i said we're going to be taking a few different personality tests our three personality tests that we are going to take today we're going to be taking the Enneagram personality test, um, the Myers-Briggs personality test, and then our um, love language quiz test thing. Yeah. Now, something the two of us forgot to discuss uh, before we started, are we going to record while we're taking the tests ourselves, or are we just going to take them and then come back into the recording when we've finished like, each one? I don't, I don't think they're that long, so it, we'll, we'll do it like... We'll see what happens. We might like cut. We can some always of it. cut it out. Exactly, exactly. So, which one do you okay. want to start with? Um. Okay, Google. How dare you? I said okay. <laughs> Pick a number between one and three. Well, I don't know if you heard the lady, but she said one. Okay. So, so in I our... guess we're with the five love languages. Yeah. Let's start with that. Alrighty. Okay. Um. Uh. <laughs> what? Okay. So there's four options. Begin couples quiz, teens quiz, children's quiz, and singles quiz. Um, do you want to just, for the sake of the podcast, like, do. pretend that, I don't know, we're single or we're in a couple? Because one of us is the one and one of us is the other. We could always do the teen one, because technically we're still teens. Which is the normal one? Okay, let's go with the teen one. <laughs> okay, um, do we get but the same I'm questions? Not. What'd you say? Well, okay, but I'm not. Oh, you, okay, but like you just heard. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. We could, we could just do, like, one of us does a couple one, one of us does a singles one. Like, let's make up our minds here. It's not that complicated. Okay, let's do the singles one, because I'm pretty sure that's the one that's, like, the normal one. Okay. Fine, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> First, it requests our gender. 
Then it requires part age. I'm already past country. Okay. Um, and then it requests, have you read the five love languages? No. And then it says, it's more meaningful to me when someone hmm. I love sends me a loving note, text, email for no special reason, or I hug someone I love. I, I know the clear answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's easy for you. Also, I apologize for taking quizzes today, and I'm very indecisive, as you all know. Yes. As I feel like we mention at least every other podcast. Yes. So I went with um, the message one because I don't like yeah, hugging people. The okay. Um, the next one is I can spend alone time with someone I love, just us, or someone I love does something practical to help me out, which one's more meaningful. But I like both. Same. Hmm. I'm in like a. Now, I've taken this before and I got acts of service. I think the last time I took it, I was words of affirmation, but I think I've definitely changed since then. So I don't know if I've changed. I'm pretty sure I haven't, but I mean, like, yeah. I'm going to go with some I love to something practical. You know? Okay. Which one did are you yeah. still? Yeah, I went still with that one too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with that one too. Someone I love gives me a little gift as a token of our love or concern for oh, each yeah, other. Oh, no, I immediately know. Or which one I, I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with those I love. Um, um, uninterrupted leisure time. Small gifts and tokens of affection, like for no reason, give me anxiety and they're kind of meaningless to me. See, I like that more. I feel like that's where we differ. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like one of our opposite things. Like, oh, I yeah. would rather just get to spend uninterrupted, you well, know. Well, it's not that I don't like that, but I feel like. Exactly. It's and more it's not meaningful. like I don't like receiving little presents every exactly, once in a while. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But one um, of them means more to me than the other. Exactly, you know? exactly. Someone I love does something unexpected for me to help me with a oh. project. I can share an innocent touch with someone I love. I don't like this. Hands down, unexpected help for a project. Yes. <laughs> Um, someone I love puts their arm around me in public. Someone I love surprises me with a gift. Oh no! See, the, on the left, means, I'm like, is, I'm uncomfortable with public. Uh, exactly. Effect, but on the right, I'm uncomfortable with people giving me presents for no reason. <laughs> uh oh. Which one do I hate more? It's a good question. Um. Uh, we're exposing my fears of intimacy here, aren't we? Damn. I'm I'm gonna go with someone surprise me with a gift because like to me a gift is more meaningful than just like showing the public that you're mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get it. You get what I'm trying to say. You're still debating. I can hear I your don't brain. Know which one I don't like. I, I, can... <laughs> I can hear the cogs in your brain trying to turn. Because I'm panicking, because I don't like either. No, which one do you like less? That's what I mean, like, I can't... They're pretty equal sources of anxiety. <laughs> so I'm trying to imagine it, like, okay, if I was with a significant other, mm -hmm. and we were just in public, and then they just casually, like, their arm around me, Okay, I would rather someone put their arm around me because that's less of a thing. Okay. Okay. The next one. I'm around someone I love, even if we're not really doing anything. I can be comfortable holding hands, high fiving, or putting my arm around someone I love. Um, 
if I'm just around someone, I don't have to be like touching them. Exactly. Same. Um, but then I get weird things where I'm like really needy and just need to touch people. Go with the first one. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Don't overthink it. <laughs> See, this is where I fail on tests. <laughs> I receive a gift from someone I love. I hear the, from someone I love that they love me. Oh, definitely someone saying they love you. I went with the I'm comfortable putting my hand around people, by the way. Okay. Um, and hearing I love you means more to me than just presence. Yes. I sit close to someone I love. I am complimented by someone I love for no apparent reason. Compliments. Okay. <laughs> now, I think compliments would be better. Because yeah. I do have, I've been, I think I've pretty much gotten over my, like, aversion to compliments. Yes. So I'm going to go with compliments. I get the chance to just hang out with someone I love. I unexpectedly get small gifts from someone I love. I have the chance out. to hang out, yeah. I hear someone I love tell me I'm proud of you. Someone I love helps me with the task. I'm mm. proud of you. See, this is this is where, like, I definitely have, like, words of affirmation in me. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> I know, I like affirmation. I feel like affirmation's, like, my second, and then... Yeah. For you, I think your second is mine. No, I think my second is words of affirmation. Then what's your first, do you think? Or like I'm fairly sure it's changed to gift giving. Because they used to be switched, but I think it's switched. Mm. Help me with a task or tell me they're proud of me. Good I'm gonna go with proud of you because like I'm thinking about it and if someone yeah, it, like it hits just different. ran like if someone just ran up, I'm so proud of you I think I would cry it's different. so I'm okay. gonna go with proud of you I get to do things with someone I love I hear supportive words from someone I love okay um I'm pretty sure we have opposite answers for this one yes because you would rather hear supportive words yes. and I would rather get to do something I'm a doer. Okay. Someone I love does things for me instead of talking about doing oh, nice things. Yes. I feel connected to someone I love through hugs. No, the first one because I don't like hugs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely the first one. I hear praise from someone I love. Someone I love gives me something that shows they were really thinking about me. See, and this is where I think gift giving is like coming in as like my second, if not my first, because I would rather the love gives something that shows they were really thinking about me, you know? And see, this is where my anxiety comes in. Like, <laughs> I would much rather hear someone be like, yeah, oh, look at you, you're doing so good. Versus here, I bought you this thing because immediately <laughs> just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did they buy me? Do I have to pay them back? Now do I have to get them something? You can hear the anxiety already in my voice from that. <laughs> so I'm going to go with praise. Okay. Um, it's more meaningful to me when I'm able to be around someone I love. I get a back rub, back rub from someone I love. I'm around someone I love. Well, yeah, around. Someone I love respects. You no, know? no, not respects. Someone I love reacts positively to something I've accomplished. Someone I love does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. Definitely the second one. Um. Because it's more meaningful. Like, they're both meaningful. I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
But like the second the one. The second one, because just... like that really shows you love someone. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um I'm able to be in close physical proximity to someone I love. I said someone I love showing interest in the things I care about. The second one. Um, physical person. You show interest to something that I'm interested in, even if you don't like it, but you're willing to do it just because you love me. Like, yes, please. Someone I love works on special projects with me that I have to complete. Someone I love gives me an exciting gift. Um, See, yeah, a project I'd rather projects. do myself. What'd you say? Special projects for me. I'm No, I'm going with the gift because I would rather do a project by myself. See, this is I where can. we differ. Yeah. I'm complimented by someone I love on my appearance. Someone I love takes the time to huh. listen to me and really understands my feelings. Second one. I got so excited, I aggressively clicked and almost exited out Second of the page. I can share a meaningful touch in public with someone I love. Someone I love offers to run errands for me. Offer to errands. run errands. Errands. Uh, someone I love does something special for me to help me out. I get a gift that someone I love put through put thought into choosing the second one. Uh, special, help me out. This is what I mean by that gift. It's the thoughtfulness of a gift that I love. It's the someone thoughtfulness I love, of the action. Yeah, someone I love doesn't check their phone while we're talking with each other. Someone I love goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. Ooh. I want both. I want both too, but the checking the phone is like one of my biggest pet peeves, so... I that one. Mm. See what? Because mm. I would get mad if someone constantly checked their phone, but also mm -hmm. I understand because I do the same thing. So I'm gonna go, and I am for the record trying to stop. Um, I think I'm gonna go with out of the way because do, someone doing like again acts of service, going out of their way to yeah. do something. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So, um. You want to read it? Yeah? Yes, yeah, so I just wasn't sure if you were ready. I can look forward to a holiday because I'll probably get a gift from someone I love, or I hear the words, I appreciate you from someone I love. I'd rather hear I appreciate oh, you. Oh, I appreciate you? Like, instantly I was it like, It hits yes. different. It hits different. Someone I love and haven't seen in a while thinks enough of me to give me a little gift. Someone I love takes care of something I'm responsible to do, but I feel too stressed to do at the time. Responsible. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one, too, on that one. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, that one was a hard one, but that, I think, yeah. Someone I love doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking, please. Gift giving is an important part of the relationship with someone I love. Mm. Interrupt me. <laughs> Same. And no. It's a close one. It's another close one, but someone I love helps me out when they know I'm really already uh, tired. Yep. The I no to was go. to the dog. I know, I know. I know. Can you hear Some the dogs? No, but I, whenever you yell at the dog, I always just mute your audio for that section so we don't have to talk about it and we can move on. No, I know. I'm asking, can you hear the dogs that are barking? No. Okay, then we're good. Someone I love helps me out when they know I'm already tired. I get to go somewhere while spending time with someone I love. I'd rather help me out. I don't want to do anything when I'm tired. Um, yeah. Mm. No, I don't like going places, really, so I'm going to go with helping me out. Someone I love touches my arm or shoulder to show their care or concern. Someone I love gives me a little gift that they picked up in the course of their normal day. Again, physical touch, not my thing. <laughs> physical touch, way more my speed. <laughs> exactly. Um, someone I love says something encouraging to me. I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with someone I love. Ooh. Shared activity. Ooh. Ooh. That one's an easy one. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 
I've already clicked on the next one. Okay, I'm gonna go with someone I love says something encouraging to me. It was a close one. Someone I love surprises me with a small token of their appreciation. I'm touching someone I love. No, definitely. Well, I'm touching someone I love frequently to express our friendship. Um, I'm gonna go with the surprising small token. I imagine you went with. Um, yes. I'm touching. Oh. Touching someone I love frequently to express her. Yeah. Yeah. Someone I love helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy. I hear someone I love tell me that they appreciate me. They appreciate me again. Appreciate me just hits different oh, in any someone situation. Someone helping me out, even if I know they're busy, that means more to me. No. I get a hug from someone who I haven't seen in a while. I hear someone I love tell me how much I mean to him. I, them. Um, how much I, I mean, mean to them. Gender her? neutral them. I hear someone say I love uh, I love tell me how much I mean to them. That's what I'm going to go with. What yeah, going I'm going with? with the I hear someone tell me how much I mean because like if someone yes. tells me how much I mean to them like yes please. And okay. as I thought I got <laughs> your primary love language is acts of service. I Receiving know. gifts zero. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Ready, ready? Okay, so mine was words of affirmation, and then I have 23% in receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service, but then it's zero in physical touch. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I have 30% in acts of service, then I have zero in receiving gifts, 13 mm. in physical touch, um, because those are like the least important things to me, mm -hmm. and then I have a 23 in words of affirmation, and then 27 in quality time, because quality time is very important to me, but actually, I feel like, are like way so words of affirmation, I think, is like the one that I receive and like receiving the most, but then receiving gifts is the one like I gift giving is like the way I show love more. I think, yes, I do have to say that's definitely like your thing, exactly. So, let's just read the little thing that it says about our primary love language. Um, your primary love language is words of affirmation. Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words I love you are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirit skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. And for you? Give me a second. I was drinking water while you were doing your thing. Okay. <laughs> So I got, like I said, acts of service. So it says your primary love language is acts of service. Can helping with homework really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words they most want to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. Preach. When others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel truly valued and loved. Yes. I think it definitely, like, stems from my childhood, having to do everything for myself and then having to oh. fight for attention and having to fight for having things done for me. And whenever anyone, like, did anything for me, like, my parents at least, it was always I had to beg them and badger them and, mm -hmm. like, really fight for them to do anything for me. So when someone just, because they love me, does something for me that they know means a lot to me, like, uh, it just, it hits different. Okay. okay. We're going to move on. Next We're going to work. Have, um, We're just going to work gonna our way down our list. Um, yeah. Is the Enneagram? 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 I think Enneagram, it's Enneagram, um, but I like, think. I shouldn't be trusted with that. Um, I if think. I remember correctly, um, this one was... Test. 
this one's a little bit longer so if you want to just like yeah i was gonna say um we will i will say all the links to these at the end of the episode i will um, also and if you link like them in them, our discord i'll link yeah, them in the discord um so if you want to take if you want to pause and take it with us if you want mm-hmm. to you know what do whatever you want with that um you can but we are going to take a quick break to take this one because it's a little bit longer. Uh, like we said, we're going to do the Enneagram, Enneagram personality test. Yes. Um, so, yes. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Okay. See you later. Um, not official. It's, it's some website or whatever. To get like a full in-depth, it wants us to like pay money for it. So we're not going to get a full in-depth. We're kind of just going to take what we have and then Google more into that. So while um, Rin's results are loading, the Enneagram... $20! Get out! <laughs> yeah. The Enneagram is a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and need. The Enneagram defines nine personality types, each with its own set of strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities for personal growth. Your Enneagram type reveals what motivates you on a very deep level and illuminates your path you must take to achieve a higher level of self uh actualization sorry um basically they want this to help you become more true to who you are yes there's a one through nine um and you typically usually have a wing on top of your primary enneagram number and then your secondary one is known as a wing so like for example i'm a type eight with a wing three what are you (laughs) i don't know how to read this (laughs) Go down. Okay, wait. Okay, yes. <laughs> Found it. Okay. I was at the chart and the chart was confusing me. Yeah, yeah, no, you gotta scroll um, down. It says type two, I am a 98% match, but I'm also a 98% match with type six. Okay, then. So, like, yeah. So, so I'm actually tied for two and six. Um, And then the one that's underneath that would be a type four, is an 88% match underneath. So, a type two can best be described as the giver. Twos yeah. want to be like. Want me to read it since it's mine? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um. So yeah, type two can be described as the giver. Twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they can be loved and belong. And then the one that tied with that is six, which is type six is also known as the skeptic. Sixes are preoccupied with security, seek safety, and like to be prepared for problems. I, this is very accurate. <laughs> I, like I said, I am a type eight. So type eights are also known as the challenger. Eights see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. And type three is also known as the achiever. Threes want to be successful and admired by other people and are very conscious of their public image. I laugh because that is so you. Yeah. Oh, and the um, my like un- my like secondary one, the one that wasn't tied for the top spot is uh, type four, which was type four is known as the individualist. Fours want to be unique and live life authentically and are highly attuned to their emotional experience. Which I'm I don't know about you, but like yours, completely accurate to your personality. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is mine like? Do you get yes. the sense that yeah? Yes. Like when you read that, you just like yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah. So I went okay. to. I just basically googled um the type eight enneagrams and like saw what came up. And, like this other website came up. Um, also, wait, can I just say your like results is just 
screaming Gryffindor. <laughs> it does, does it not? It does, literally, it's the challenger and the achiever. Yeah. So, um, the powerful or dominating trait type, it's, it's, it's known as the powerful dominating type. Um, it's self-confident, yeah. it's decisive, it's willful and confrontational. Um, type 8 in brief, 8s are self-confident, strong and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight-talking, and decisive, but can also be egocentric and domineering. 8s feel they must control their environment, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. 8s typically have problems with their tempers and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. <laughs> At their best, um, they're self-mastering and they use their strength to improve others' lives, becoming heroic, mag... Whatever the fuck that word is, and inspiring. Um, Eight's basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. Their basic desire is to protect themselves, um, to be in control of their own life and destiny and such. Um, and typically, they usually have a wing in seven or nine. So it's weird that I have a wing in three. <laughs> but, anyways. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see because I'm googling what it means to have mine tied. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh wait, okay. So I just said something before. So typically, you only have two options for a wing. You can't actually have more than one option. So just so I need to figure that out. Hold on, hold on. But eights and threes are often mistyped. Hold on, wait. So, okay, so a wing isn't necessarily the secondary, it's just which one you would associate better with. So, you typical eight, they are also the energy. Okay, so an eight with a seven wing is a dynamic and direct, the stereotypical eight. They are impulsive. You want to send me what web they're using, by the way? I'm just using Google. Yeah, like. No, I'm just bouncing off of Google. Yeah, what did you Google? I just Googled Enneagram type eight. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I just reading? So an Enneagram eight with a wing of seven. Its basic fear is being controlled by others. They dislike authority and prefer to work alone. Their basic desire is to remain in control of their own lives. They also want other people to be free and are often advocates for those less able. They're known as the nonconformists and they defend, defend themselves by denying vulnerability. They don't want to appear weak and therefore avoid situations that may leave them exposed or defenseless. And an Enneagram wing nine is known as the diplomat. So their basic fear 
is being hurt by others, they avoid situations in which they have less control, generally preferring to be in positions of leadership. Their basic desire is to guard themselves against threat and control their own destiny. They may express this by asserting independence at a young age. Diplomats defend themselves by building emotional walls and denying vulnerability. They seek to appear strong, subconsciously believing that being too emotional will make them seem weak. So we should have saved Enneagram for the end because this is like really in-depth and complicated. It is. No, it definitely is. All right. You were a, what, what, it was a six and a what? Okay. So I was completely tied for type two and six. Okay. Because I was 98% matches for two and six. So a type six is committed, security-oriented, six is a reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. Excellent troubleshooters, they foresee problems and foster cooperation, but can also become defensive, evasive, and anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. They can be cautious and indecisive, but but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and and suspicion. At their best, they're internally stable and self-reliant, courageously championing themselves and others. Um, they have a basic fear of being without support and guidance, and they have basic desires to have security and support. Okay, what about two? Um, well, so wait, hold on. Their wings could be a wing five, known as a defender, or a wing seven, which would make them the buddy. Let me check for two. Yes, yeah, seven, what'd you say, seven and nine? Seven and five. Five, oh, okay, yeah. Five is a 73% match, and seven is a 54. They're not... My other higher ones are four and one. Yeah, that doesn't matter though. Which probably go with two. Yeah. Twos are twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and the acknowledging their own needs. At their best, they're unselfish and altruistic they have unconditional love for others um their basic fears of being unwanted unworthy and of being loved unworthy of being loved sorry their basic desire is to feel loved and their two wings are wing one which is a servant then and wing two which is the host slash hostess i think you're more a type six than you are a type two wait so what are the wings for two one and three Because I think I'm pretty balanced between the two of them. I mean, just going off basic reactions of you reading it, Six really felt calling me out. That's what it's supposed and to be. And two called me out, but like not as much. But I think that both of them are okay. the most So accurate. if it was a six with a wing five, um, you're afraid of losing your guidance and stability. Um, this I was going to say, five, expressed... I have a more of a match yeah. than seven. This is often expressed through their skepticism of the world. They have a basic desire for security, which they tend to show by, by protecting themselves and others. They seek close and stable relationships, and defenders tend to defend themselves by projecting their own feelings onto others, which can often enhance their distrust in the world. And then it was mm-hmm. playing... What was the two with um, a one? Hold on. Oh. Um... A six with a wing of seven. 
through losing their support system. This may be expressed through self-deprecating humor in which they seek affirmation and assurance from others. Their basic desire yeah, is to go really forward. Yeah, I feel like you're a six with a wing of five, just from what like I, I said. Like I said, I'm hot. The seven is literally my lowest match on the whole board. Like, I do not identify with seven really okay. at all. So, the two with the one is known as the servant, and the basic fear of twos with the wing ones is being unwanted by those they loved. They tend to take on a caretaker role to serve others and avoid feelings of insecurity. They desire yeah, love and acceptance above all else. They are service-oriented and humble, seeking help better their lives and their love those in their community. Compliments tend to stifle and repress their negative emotions and their personal desires. They may feel internally conflicted as they work to meet everyone else's needs but their own. And then a type two with a wing in three. Yeah, three was my second lowest, so... The host or hostess. Yeah. Enneagram type two wing threes fear being unwanted or worthless. They usually avoid this by building personal connections with others and working hard to meet the needs of the community. Their most basic desire to be loved and accepted. Um, they may express this by being extremely attentive and attached to other people. Hosts tend to suppress their own negative emotions, which, when done frequently, can lead to high levels of stress or unexpected outbursts. Definitely not that. I stand. I. I strongly, it does ring a little. It does ring true, though. I strongly think you're a six with a five wing. No, actually, because when you were talking about six with five, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. But when you said two with a one, yeah, that, I, that was real. I really felt like that was calling okay. me. Okay. All right. So then you're a two with a wing and one, and I'm an eight with a wing and what? What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. It was, um, three, I think. No. Well, that's what you read. No. No, it was an eight. two highest wing. scores. Yeah, yeah, but that's not meaning that it's a wing. Yeah. It's my eight with a wing of what? Eight with a seven wing, I think. I think that's what I said it was. Yes. Eight yeah, with a seven bad. wing is the nonconformist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Adventure, don't like being bored. Um, yes. <laughs> I lost my train of thought, sorry. Yeah. No, um, although, okay, so, like, the thing is, is that it's really weird because out of, like, the top ones, like, the, the main ones, um, six is more accurate than two. But then out of the wings, um, the like one is more accurate than five. So that's why I'm like conflicted with it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I wanna look more into Enneagrams because I feel like understanding yeah, it a little could, better. Like really take a lot of time with this. Yes. I think in the future we might do like a whole separate deep dive episode into like or maybe not like maybe just us hanging out. We'll do a deep dive into I like just us hanging out. I feel like that's yeah. a little bit like too personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um now we're gonna take the Myers Briggs personality test, which I feel like was the OG personality test for it a long time. I think yeah. I remember uh, being like an INFP or something like that. I don't quite remember what I was. I, I, all I know is that I'm pretty sure I was IN something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. 
Um, this one I don't think is that long, so I think we're gonna take this one out loud with you guys a little bit. Um, did you open the link? 16 personalities? Yes. Are you sure this is the right one? Fairly sure. Um, Myers Briggs personality test. It's the one that comes up. Because <laughs> there isn't one like on the Myers Briggs Foundation side, it's kind of just like you put yourself together there. Yeah, no, it's called the 16 personality types. That's yeah. the name for it. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I was like, I was just confused. Okay. Anyways. Um, last question I thought, hold on. Okay. Right, so... You are, you, can you read these ones this time? <laughs> oh, okay. You, regular, you regularly make new friends. Disagree. Not all the way, just a little. Oh, I did a little agree. No. Um, then you spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. Agree. Agree. <laughs> uh, seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too. Agree. Disagree. See, I'm more of an empath. <laughs> See, I have too much emotional childhood trauma for that shit. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you often make a backup plan for a backup plan. Agree. Agree. <laughs> That's one of the things that we can fully agree on. Um, you usually stay calm even under a lot of pressure. Agree. <laughs> um I'm going to go with the lowest point on disagree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, at social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. <laughs> agree. That is on I'm social gonna anxiety. Go one step below agree. I think. Because oh, no, yeah. I meant with, like, the middle agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with middle agree. All right, next page. You prefer to completely finish the work. <laughs> Wait, what is it? I didn't read it. Sorry, okay. You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another. Ah. Let's uh both just click a strong disagree on that one, and that's on ADHD. <laughs> let's, just, let's just click that, shall we? <laughs> you are very sentimental. Agree. Yes. You like using organizing tools like schedules and lists. Agree. Yes. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. Agree. Yeah. So agree. Uh, I'm going to go neutral on that one, honestly. Because it depends yeah. on what it is. No, it doesn't depend. I could be studying something for three years, and if I make one mistake, I'm like, <laughs> am I an idiot? Do Have I understood nothing? So, yeah. It makes me second-guess everything. Um, you feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and breaking up a conversation. Yeah, no. 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 Absolutely not. What do you take me for? An, an extrovert? <laughs> okay, so, um, 
I think because if the person's really just interesting and if I really think they're cute, I'll like I'll go do it. Don't explain it. Just move on. Okay, I'm sorry. Moving on. I went with middle disagree. Okay. You are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analyses of creative works. Disagree? Um, disagree because I am interested. Yeah, see, yeah, okay. That was worded weirdly. My brain just exactly. took a second. So you are not too interested in, dis- in discussing yes. various interpretations, but I am, so I'm going to hit disagree. Okay, yeah, that was confusing. They worded that weirdly. Okay. Yeah. You are more inclined, because they... Because they worded all the rest of them one way, and then they just changed it. Like, I know, it was mean. <laughs> um, you are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Um, I think I'm a neutral on that. No, I'm a strong disagree. <laughs> I'm a neutral on that, because what one of the- I forget which one it was just now. It- I think it was the first one. Um, or not the first one, the second one. I'm, like, very- I'm pretty tied between head and heart. They fight a lot. Yes, can we? Um, you You're usually rambling. prefer just doing what you feel like any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. Um, I'm going with the middle disagree because sometimes I like to be spontaneous and I love being spontaneous, but like I like my daily routines because OCD. I was going to say, yeah. I'm going to go with middle disagree, but... Yeah. Do I want to go with like end disagree? Like almost neutral. Usually prefer doing what you feel and any. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the almost neutral disagree. Okay. Cause I do tend to just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, you rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you disagree. I worry all the time. Oh, I never worry. I don't care at all. Opposite. I first impressions are oh gosh so yeah i went full uh full disagree because i really worry um you enjoy participating in group activities i'm gonna go with middle degree i went with disagree (laughs) and agree (laughs) no neutral neutral yeah neutral because like too much about this just go with your gut and move on so put it back to your original Put it back to your original and just move on to the next No, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm just not going to touch it. I'm neutral okay. on it. Okay. You like books and movies that you make... Oh, God. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. Um, not very neutral. I want, like, this... I want the one to agree. Because I like the idea of interpreting, but, like, not all the time. You know? Because it has to be done well. But I exactly. like it. I'm yeah, going with like, end... I'm going with end degree. That's what I did. Yeah. Because, like, it has to be done well. And, like, some people just use it as a crutch. True. Um, okay. So, your happiness comes more from helping others accomplish things than your own accomplishments. Oh, agree. Like, I'm going mm, to go with, actually, like, middle agree. Because I, I do get... end degree. Yeah, because I get, um... You're... You don't have to explain it. Just move on. I'm explaining to myself to see what I want to pick. If you pick, just, like just I pick said, the I one think out loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just go with your gut and then move on to the next question. Just go with your gut and move on to the next question. I don't have a gut. <laughs> Whatever you clicked first, that is your gut instinct. Just move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just neutraling it because I'm moving on. Oh my god. 
<laughs> you are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. Agree. Sure. You are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worst. Yeah. I'm going to disagree. I worry about that all the time. You avoid leadership roles in group settings. Disagree. Disagree as well. Middle disagree, because sometimes I'm just not feeling being the leader, but most times... You're not feeling... Wait, wait. You're not feeling being the leader when I'm being the leader. You're different. (laughs) Okay, you are definitely not an artistic type of person. Oh, disagree. Disagree. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less than their feelings. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go with, like, middle to end disagree. Because, like, People need their feelings. Okay. I'm going to go with end disagree. Uh, you prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. Um, middle agree. I went, like, one disagree. Yeah, I'm going to go with middle agree, because, like... I know. What, did you just change what you just said? <laughs> no, I just... I said middle Oh, okay. okay you can okay. Re- listen to it back later. Yeah, I'm going to go with middle agree. Okay. You enjoy watching people argue. <laughs> that depends. I went neutral. I'm going neutral all the way, because, like, if it's somebody that I know and, like, I'm invested in the argument, I don't want them fighting. But if I don't know them, will I watch you and drink the tea? Yes. Yes, I will. And on this note, we're going to finish the test and then come back to you guys if any particular question sparks a debate or if we want to make a point about it. Other than that, we'll let you know when we're done. Yeah. Because this was taking so Willie's just going to cut out a bunch of crap. <laughs> Take it too long. <laughs> okay. Craig, we had a connection issue for a yeah. second there. So we're just going to go back through. I am what is known as a campaigner, which is ENFPA. And, and you I'm are... an advocate, uh, which means I am an INFJ-T, which, like I said, I knew I was an IF something, INF something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just um, you want to, okay, so speed run, um, speed the traits run. are mind, energy, nature, tactics, and identity. Mind is, this trait determines how we interact with our environment. It goes extroverted, introverted. I got I was 55% introverted. You were? A 59% extroverted. Energy is the trait where we direct our mental energy, intuitive, observant. I got 87% intuitive. I got 70% intuitive. Nature, this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. It goes thinking, feeling. I got 71% feeling. I got 56% feeling. Then tactics, this trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision making. It goes judging and prospecting. I got 51% judging. I got 51% prospecting. So, and then the last one is identity. And it says this trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. So, where you got um, like 61%. It goes turbulent. I got 65% assertive. Yeah. So, and then we realized that Craig messed up right as I was saying, where do you think I am? <laughs> oh, um, probably like 70, uh, whatever the other one was. It was something with a T, turbulent. Turbulent, yeah. Um, 
82% oh. turbulent. Yeah, definitely wasn't assertive. <laughs> no, I am not confident in myself most of the time. On a deeper look, the campaigner personality is a true free spirit. They are often the life of the party, but unlike types in the explorer role group, campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate, the 7% of the population that they comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. Uh, yes. So, where's I'm in my introduction. Hold on. Yes. Oh, here we go. There's a random <laughs> Johann Wolfgang von Goethe quote. <laughs> quote. Um, but let's see, hold on. Here we go. So advocates, oh wow. Advocates are the rarest personality types of all. Cool. Thank you. Still, <laughs> advocates leave their mark on the world. They have a deep sense of idealism and integrity, but they aren't idle dreamers. They take concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting impact. Advocates' unique combination of personality traits makes them complex and quite versatile. For example, advocates can speak with great passion and conviction, especially when standing up for their ideals. At other times, however, they may choose to be soft-spoken and understated, preferring to keep the peace rather than challenging others. Wow, that was really accurate. <laughs> okay, so standing up for what's right. Advocates generally strive to do what's right, and they want to help create a world where others do the right thing as well. People with this personality type may feel called to use their strengths, including creativity, imagination, and sensitivity, to uplift others and spread compassion. Concepts like egalitarianism and karma can make a great deal to advocates. Yes, accurate. Advocates may seek, uh, may see, oh my gosh, advocates may see helping others as their purpose in life. They are troubled by injustice, and they typically care more about uh, altruism than personal gain. As a result, advocates tend to step in when they see someone facing unfairness and, or hardship. Many people with this personality type also aspire to fix society's deeper problems in the hope that unfairness and hardship can become things of the past. Nothing lights up. Advocates like creating a solution that changes people's lives. Did you read the second thing or did you like just... I did. Oh, okay. I didn't. So... Oh, okay. You read your second thing. Yeah. So more and then than read just... your, go on and read your third thing and then we'll even out. Anyways, more than just sociable people-pleasers, though, campaigners like their diplomat cousins are shaped by their intuitive quality, allowing them to read between the lines with curiosity and energy. They tend to see life as big, complex puzzle where everything is connected, but unlike an analyst personality types who tend to see... Um... More than just sociable people-pleasers, though, campaigners, like their diplomat cousins, are shaped by their intuitive quality, allowing them to read between the lines, their curiosity and energy. With their curiosity and energy, sorry. They tend to see life as big, complex puzzle, as a big, complex puzzle where everything is connected. But unlike analyst personality types, who tend to see the puzzle as a series of cinematic machination, whatever, campaigners see it through a prism of emotions, compassion, and whatever that word is, and are always looking for a deeper meaning. <laughs> What? Okay, we don't have many, time for me to ask what it is. Many other types are likely to find these qualities irres irresistible and they found a cause that sparks their imagination. Campaigners will bring an energy that oftentimes thrusts them into the spotlight, held up by their peers as a leader or a guru. But this isn't always where independence-loving campaigners want to be. Worse still, if they find themselves best 
best by the by the administrative tasks that and routine maintenance that can accompany a leadership position, campaigner self-esteem is dependent and their ability to come up with original solutions. And they need to know what they have the freedom to be innovative. What the fuck is he whistling for? <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, right? Like, it's fucking annoying. Why? Did you finish your... No. Okay. okay. <sighs> um, campaigner self-esteem is dependent on their ability to come up with the original solutions, and they need to know that they have the freedom to be innovative. They can quickly lose patience and become dejected if they get trapped in a boring role. Don't lose that little spark of madness. Luckily, campaigners know how to relax and they are perfectly capable of school. why is there so much fucking noise <laughs> i'm gonna scream luckily campaigners know how to relax and they are perfectly capable of switching from a passionate driven idealist to the workplace in the workplace to that imaginative and enthusiastic free spirit on the dance floor often with the suddenness that can surprise even their closest friends being in the mix also gives them a chance to connect emotionally with others giving them cherished insight into what motivates their friends and colleagues they believe that everyone should take the time to recognize and express their feelings and their empathy and so so sociability sociability probably. yeah make that a new make that a natural conversation topic the campaigner personality type needs to be careful however if they rely too much on their intuition assume or anticipate too much about a friend's motivations they can misread the signals and frustrate plans that a more straightforward approach would have made simple this kind of social stress is the bugbear that keeps harmony focused, diplomats awake at night. Campaigners are very emotional and sensitive, and when they step on someone's toes, they both feel it. Campaigners will spend a lot of time exploring social relationships, feelings, and ideas before they find something that really truly rings a bell. Okay. Um, so but I'm when they read my wait, there's one last line. themselves section, um, and then we're going to have to wrap up. I thought you read that already. I didn't. I stopped. Oh. You said the three things. Yeah, I said you read your third one, and then I'll read my third one, and then we'll be caught up with each other. Anyways, oh. the connecting with others and themselves. Advocates may be reserved, but they communicate. In Wait, I still had a paragraph left. Oh, I have two, three paragraphs. Hold on, I'm just gonna finish mine. Wait, no, it's okay. Campaigners will spend a lot of time exploring social relationships, feelings, and ideas before they find something that really rings true. But when they finally do find their place in the world, their imagination, empathy, and courage are likely to produce incredible results. Yeah, now you kick up. Okay, all right. I'm you cut me off. off. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Uh, connecting with others and themselves. Advocates may be reserved, but they communicate in a way that is warm and sensitive. This emotional honesty and insight can make a powerful impression on the people around them. Advocates value deep, authentic relationships with others, and they tend to take great care with other people's feelings. That said, these personalities also need to prioritize reconnecting with themselves. Advocates need to take some time uh, alone now and then to decompress, recharge, and process their thoughts and feelings. At times, advocates may focus so intently on their ideals that they don't take care of themselves. Advocates may feel they aren't allowed to rest until they've achieved their unique vision of success, but, th but this mindset can lead to stress and burnout. If this happens, people with this personality type may find themselves feeling uncharacteristically ill-tempered. Advocates may find themselves feeling especially stressed in the face of conflict and criticism. These personalities tend to act with the best of intentions, and it can frustrate them when others don't appreciate this. At times, even constructive criticism may feel deeply personal or hurtful to advocates.
Many advocates feel compelled to find a mission for their lives. When they encounter inequity or unfairness, they tend to think, how can I fix this? They are well suited to support a movement to right a wrong, no matter how big or small. Advocates just need to remember that while they're busy taking care of the world, they need to take care of themselves too. Now, technically, that was the only that was the introduction paragraph for both of us. However, and there's so much more. Strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career. Path, I feel like workplace habits, conclusion, and the premium section. But this, we don't have time for that. Yeah, we wouldn't go through that anyway. Probably we'll probably do it on our own. Yeah. But like this website was the best out of all of them. Just yeah. a recap. My oh, lovely. Um, quick the, thing before you do. Um, the inside of the day on the left of your, um, Myers Briggs. What does yours say? It's like a gray box. What? Underneath the explore your type on the left section, there's an inside of the day. It's a gray box. What does yours say? I don't have that. Interesting. I have a little gray box that says inside of the day. Advocates are the most likely personality type to choose a minimalist lifestyle. Yeah, I have no idea where you're. <laughs> Yeah, it should Where be like on the left. I guess if you don't see it, you'd see it. It's a big gray box. Nope, I have no gray box. Okay. Well, anyways, um, to wrap up. To recap. To recap. To recap. My love language is. Let me let me speak because you've interrupted me twice now. My love language is words of affirmation. My enneagram type is an eight with a wing of a seven. My um personality. My Myers-Briggs personality is an ENFPA. Okay. Then my primary love language is acts of service. My Enneagram type is a two with a one, we think. But it also might be a six with a five. We're indecisive. We know. <laughs> um, and then my Myers-Briggs is an INFJ-T. Yes. Yes. Take the quizzes for yourself if you want. Um, or don't. <laughs> or don't. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna segue me here. Hello? Uh, <laughs> brain malfunction. Well, that about wraps it up for today, so... Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at BluePhoenixPod1, on Instagram at BluePhoenixPodcast, on YouTube at BluePhoenixPodcast, on Twitch at BluePhoenixStreaming, join our community Discord, link posted with most of our socials, and follow us wherever you'd like to listen to your podcast. It's BluePhoenix down available on the Anchor Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Breaker Audio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. Breathe. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening to the two of us here at Blue Phoenix. That is it for today, so... Thank you so much for watching. I've lost my train of thought. In the meantime, while I <laughs> find my train of thought, <laughs> keep burning Firebird. <laughs>